0: We are going higher, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia. And you can listen to the podcast after the broadcast anytime on your favorite podcast app or on oneliferadio.com. And if you like the show, please leave a review. So, yeah, we're here. This is actually, uh, I guess we'll just start right out talking about uh, (laughs) it, Jerry. uh, That this is our last show uh, for, uh, we don't know how long. Maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe a month, maybe forever. We don't know. We're going to continue doing shows on uh, a podcast. So you'll still be able to hear a lot of the same guests that you've heard for years. But it'll be on podcast. Uh, So um, I don't know what we're going to do.
1: Well, and we can really get into... A lot of subjects that we can't always talk about.
0: Yeah, on. that's right. And that's that's part oh of the, the, the decision process. And I have Love, the dog, in studio, and he's okay with it. Right, Love? hmm mm-hmm. I think it's a good decision, Mom. You know, at least for now.
2: <laughs> as long as Love is on board.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I should have introduced Maura Davies. She's with us for the full hour today first. Maura, how are you doing today?
3: I am just, I'm processing. I'm so happy to be with you all here. This is one of my favorite spaces. You guys are amazing.
0: Aw, thank you for saying that. Well, so are you. And we've worked together for a really long time. Uh, Maura and I actually met long before One Life Radio when my oldest daughter, who's getting married next weekend, was just a little one. (laughs) And uh, we worked with, I started an organization called Little Citizens, um, and it was an organization to teach young children uh, philanthropic, uh, philanthropic, ph- ph- uh, philanthropic, how to do philanthropic work and teach them about philanthropy. And uh, so we would go out and we would, uh, like a friend of mine, got me uh, a jersey from Tony Romo and we sold raffle tickets to that. I think that's the one we actually, we raised $5,000 for the SPCA. I remember, i still got the big check. Yeah. In my yes, yes. in my barn, oh, <laughs> <Aww, laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that we made out of I don't know whatever that building material is. It's kind of like uh, shiny and it's like plexiglass. Oh
1: uh, no, you drywall. No, not drywall.
2: <laughs> Corrugated metal
1: no uh, <laughs> no nope, nope, but it's one of those
0: and uh, and we uh put, insulation we made it look like a big fat check yeah. and we made it out to uh to uh the SPCA <laughs> for five grand and uh, yeah and then we used to go into nursing homes and we would we would raise money to uh, buy everybody in the nursing home flowers and visit them and I you remember I used to bring my dog Buffy I used to bring yeah. my dog Buck and Buffy to the nursing home mm-hmm. and uh you know, we would do little things just to brighten up um, people's days. And then, as those children uh, got a little older, uh, they were, became um, uh, not little citizens, but junior citizens. And then the junior citizens mentored to the little citizens. And at the time, we had I don't know about twenty five kids in the group, and it was all very fun. And mm-hmm. and here's the crazy thing: so it was a neighborhood thing too, and it was just you know friends of mine that we collected uh, and their children. Uh, to teach them philanthropy, and uh, my daughter, so uh, in the neighborhood, uh, Andy, Andy and Abby White were part of the Little Citizens, and my daughter is marrying the boy next door next weekend.
3: Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that was the connection, that's the sweetest thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, so Andy, the boy next door, who, uh, you know, and then Vinny went to private school a full while and then ended up back at, at Sunnyvale High, and so did Andy, and they were in band together. and But they never dated. They, they were just friends. And it's so crazy. After college, she just called them up one day and said, hey, you want to get together? And the rest is history. But my daughter's literally, oh. literally marrying a fellow little citizen, the boy next door. So- <laughs> That's, that is Excellent that's <laughs> crazy well and then here's the connection too um you know my daughter went to the little red schoolhouse here on the east side of dallas and so did jerry back in the day jerry went to the little red schoolhouse that mrs sarah alford started uh, many years ago and with oh my gosh what was the other partner of hers that was a teacher that mrs. didn't like mitchell is it yes wanda mitchell that's it wanda mitchell and the two of them started the little red schoolhouse and so there he had
2: mesquite on brian yeah. beltline
0: yeah Back in the day, man, I swear there's so it's such a, uh, such a small world after all it really is. But but yeah, so today may be our last broadcast on iHeartMedia, and we may even go to KRLD. I don't know what we're gonna do. We may end up with a weekend show, but we're gonna continue to pump out good content and interview some of the most uh, famous and most uh, the biggest experts, the best of the best uh, here at One Life Radio, so you can continue to listen. Yeah. This is
2: uh, also a milestone day for me.
0: Yeah. Why is that?
2: Because today is my last day in the Russ Martin Show studio.
3: Oh,
0: really? I didn't know that, that that would be a repercussion of mm. the decision. Yeah so yeah um but you know change is good right we talked about that yesterday change is really good and growth and i do think you never know i mean we we could uh you know we could end up I, well people always always say and of course i'm being very honorable here to joe rogan i mean i feel like i i could you know i, I bow to that man and i love his bravery but you know one life radio um could end up as big as joe rogan who knows Who knows, right? You never know. You got to think big to be big. I will say this, that we we broach a lot of the same subjects, and we both love animals, and uh, so who knows where it'll go. So, but I'm ready for anything. I'm up for it. So... But we've got a great show today, we do, with Maura Davies. She's the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA. That's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals of Texas. Their website is simply SPCA.org or on Instagram at SPCA Texas. Uh, Facebook is spca of Texas page. I know it's so weird. Every time I say that, I say the same oh, it's thing. So weird. It's so weird, but you know, our topic <laughs> is 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 the pet New Year's resolutions for 2024. You know, and we all love our pets. Jerry's got a couple new puppies. I've got a couple new rescue puppies. Uh, you know, so we're we're all in this together. We all love our animals. Regular listeners of One Life Radio are huge animal fans and uh and we all seem to make resolutions in the new year for improving ourselves. But how important, Maura, is it to include our pets in our resolutions?
3: You know, it's so important. Our pets are our family. And when, when we're looking at our whole lives, well, and I got to be a little bit cheesy and say, you know, pets aren't our whole lives, but they make our lives whole. But I kind of think they are kind of anyway. They may be our whole lives, too, but which is all wonderful. But when we're thinking about everything, we're thinking about our lives, our pets are part of that. And when you're making a resolution, your pet. Really, your pet's relying on you to provide them the best and care and love and support. And so it is just really important to think about, well, hey, what else can I do to make my pet's life better, too? Because that's really kind of what resolutions are all about.
0: Well, yeah. And if you live under the same roof, hopefully your dog is uh, indoors at least uh Most of the day and in the evening when you sleep, um, it always bothers me to think about animals that are just stuck out in the backyard or chained Mm -hmm. up. We can do better than that as a people. We definitely can. We can as a country and as a world. I encourage everyone, if you're listening and you do that, don't do that in 2024. Bring your baby in. Give him a bath or she... And keep her warm, and cuddle with her. Maybe even put her in your bed. You might be surprised—the uh, incredible benefits that you get. You know, uh, I'm reading an article right now about how to be a super pet parent. Um, and there's a lot to t- a lot to this. There really is. But there's a lot of uh, benefits to having your animal in your home with you instead of stuck mm-hmm. in your backyard,
3: right, Maura? I I personally agree absolutely. My sweet Grace girl lived um, outside under a trailer. For a long time, we don't know how long. And Uh, currently, she's not even at work with me today. She is currently at home. She has now, we decided over the holiday season, she needed not one, not two, but three levels of fluffy beds. uh, So she's on like a good foot and a half of fluff. Plus, she's got her little warm, fuzzy blankie because I don't want her to be cold. And she's probably laying belly up with her feet near. So, Aww. Excellent. I, I much rather think about her doing that than all those months, years, I don't know, that she had to live under a trailer. Y'all, she had to make it through that hard freeze when the power was out for how many days?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. She
3: survived. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, you know, we have a story like that too and there's many of them all over the all over the metroplex there is and all over the world and it's just it's 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 so um it hurts when I think about anybody suffering. And that goes for people, too. I do feel mm-hmm. like there's a connection between the increased level of homelessness uh, on the streets all over the world uh, here in the U.S., especially I'm speaking for in my own neighborhood here in Dallas. There is too many homeless people. There's Even one is too many, you know. Um, but... You know, you. Li- I have to say yesterday, i just thinking this live, you know, we're live on the air right now, <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, just my thoughts are just coming out. Yesterday, I was driving home from Dr. Norris's, and uh, I took one of my cats in for an allergy shot that has asthma, and as I was c- uh, cutting across over near Loop 12 on the east side of town, I saw this older gentleman uh, all bundled up, and he had his dog with him, and he had his dog all bundled up, too and it was heartbreaking to see you know where and i thought to myself where do they sleep at night where do they go are they warm do they have enough food when's the last time he had a hot meal all these things go through my head and so um you know we can do better i just think we can do better
1: you know there's a uh, uh, they've recently A lot of homeless people will not go in a shelter or a program because they can't bring their dogs. That's right. A lot of these shelters have been changing so that they can Mm -hmm. accommodate Mm -hmm. their pets, which I think is amazing. But um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask, like, you know, we see those images of dogs chained outside. In a backyard and always It's like Mara do you think Or has anybody ever really studied Like is it because they get the dog And they don't want the dog anymore I mean it, are there reasons why Somebody would just have a dog Just to leave it outside all day and all night
0: That's an open loaded question But go ahead Mara
3: <laughs> Yeah oh sure No that's, that's, that is a tough one But it's, it's important to talk about anything I think it's Mr. Rogers who says that if it's mentionable it's manageable That's been like my new theme for the year But most people who do that don't understand or not aware of the potential harm that could cause Mm -hmm. Um, that social norms have been changing for decades um, in so many different ways. Like everything from medicine, look at the the last 200 years for human medicine, the last 50 years, hundred years for veterinary medicine. So many things have changed. So many ideas are different. Even heck 30 years ago in animal welfare, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 years ago, ideas were totally different. If you go back to the seventies and eighties, People were still euthanizing, or people's shelters were still euthanizing dogs in compression chambers. Things uh, change, and social uh, norms have changed. So keeping pets outside really used to be like a social norm that a lot of people are like, well, yeah, that's what you do. And, you know, whether that was from the days of, uh, you know, farmers. Heck, my grandfather grew up on a farm in southeastern Oklahoma and they had a dog that slept outside, and but they were like, "What's wrong with that? He can get in the barn if he needs, and he's out there guarding the cattle." And to this day, livestock guardian dogs—they have it great too. They, I mean, they people who know how to care for their livestock guardian dogs, there are dogs with jobs who have those outdoor areas where they can seek shelter, and that's, mm-hmm. that's that dog's job, and that brings them joy, and that's what mm-hmm. they were bred to do. So, it's a thorny, complicated, not easy answer. But if you're talking about, you know, especially like a little itty bitty or uh, a dog that is just that's not their job, that's not what they're used to, um, you know, they people just don't know. And there's so mm-hmm. there's so much more to it. Um, that's why I think it's really important to come at it from a compassionate perspective, mm-hmm. um, come at this and have those conversations about, hey, how can we help each other? How can that? How can we promote that rising tide to lift all ships? Mm.
0: Yeah, there's so much, and I, I like what you said, I do, because there are dogs out there that are that, that really love being outdoors. They love mm-hmm. the, being outdoors, and when if they have a, a warm place to seek, uh, you know, a place to seek shelter and warmth, like mm-hmm. a big thing of hay, you know, in a barn and stuff like that, being chained up in a backyard is never right. It's never good. It's a wrong thing. Mm-hmm. It's ignorant. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. And it needs to
3: stop. uh, And (laughs) there are ways that we can help people. Um, So, you know, maybe there's a landlord who doesn't allow a pet to be inside. Or maybe somebody that can't afford to build a fence. Well, how can we as a community, how can charities help, how can people help people to build the fence? To say, okay, you're outside for a little bit. um, Education, building bridges with people, making friends in our communities and saying, oh, hey, um, have you thought about bringing your dog in? So just it's that, that compassionate that's that's what I mean by that compassionate come from.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that idea of helping people fix their Mm -hmm. fence. You know, something as simple Mm -hmm. as that. Something as simple as that to improve their life and their dog's Mm -hmm. life. Because there are a lot of people, like you said, that just don't have the money to fix their fence. And they don't want to chain their dog up. But they don't Mm -hmm. have a choice. Um, And they have Mm -hmm. to go off to work. And they might not have somebody to help them let the dog in and out, you know. And so, or build a doggy Mm -hmm. door. I mean, there's a lot of different things we could talk about. I'm looking at the clock, though. And we need to go to break. But we'll be right back. More coming up with more. Davies and the SPCA, you are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry, you can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them from mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturer's documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com.
3: Hi, this is Kevin Nealon. Did you know that tens of millions of animals are killed in laboratories every year in experiments that don't improve human health? Nine out of 10 new drugs that work in animals fail in humans. Imagine if a mail carrier couldn't find 95% of houses. They'd be out of a job. So why are we still experimenting on animals like it's 1950? It's time for real research that can actually help human patients. Visit PETA.org to learn how to fight this wasteful, fake science back with more positivity pouring out your speakers it's one life radio
0: welcome back everyone you are listening to one life radio this is bernadette Fieschetti with jerry caldwell and marie early as well as Maura Davies. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia. You can always listen to the podcast uh, after the broadcast anytime on your favorite podcast app or on oneliferadio.com. Maura Davies is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA. That's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals of Texas. Their website is simply spca.org. Um, We're talking about pet New Year's resolutions for 2024. So let's look at some of the resolutions, uh, more that pet owners can make this year for their pets to be healthy and happy all year. The first one is to get outdoors more. So how much outdoor time do our pets need?
3: You know, it kind of depends on the dog. It depends, like it depends on the person. Like some dogs are super high energy, so they're going to want to do like a morning walk, maybe an evening walk on the weekends, get out. Throw the ball around, all that good stuff. Um, some dogs are going to want to go out. Uh, I got to use my gray squirrel as an example again. She wants to walk maybe a mile, um, maybe a mile and a half, sometimes two. She loves that. She sniffs, she uh, hears the birds and sees the bunnies and the squirrels, and then she comes home and sleeps the rest of the day. And that's what she wants to do. But some dogs, uh-huh. if they're super high energy, they're going to want to get out as much as you can. Um, puppies, and if they're not vaccinated, best to keep them in until they're fully vaccinated. And then, um, elderly pets, pets with uh, compromised immune systems, be really careful too. But even so, if your pet has to be inside, it's going to be important to get them exercised too. Uh-huh.
0: Um, well, you know, um, I'm not so sure I agree with the vaccination thing, but, you know, I have a different stance on that. <laughs> I just have to say <laughs> that we we respectfully uh, – I'm, I'm not saying that vex, vaccination – I mean, they're required by law, rabies and stuff like that, But uh, and distemper can be um, – and parvo can be um, quite dangerous. But um, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know how I feel about that with a puppy. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to read more about it. But, how um, many are there now? <laughs>
1: so you do rabies, parvo –
3: like, um, um, generally, most vets just recommend to start. Well, rabies is required by law in Texas, and that's important too because it's deadly for animals and people. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get it, um, if you're, it's if you're a human and you're bitten by a dog or another animal that has rabies, if you do not get a series of shots, and they're very intense, and they're mm-hmm. like in your gut. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you will die—a horrible death. Yeah. So, and it's the same for animals. So, it's pretty scary. Um, and then the other illnesses that most veterinarians recommend uh, vaccines for are um, the combo shot, which is uh, kind of those sicknesses that you just mentioned, Bernadette. It, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, parvo, distemper, mm-hmm. um, and then um, there's some there's some other shots out there. Uh, there's mm-hmm. part of that combo can help with most cases of respiratory. Infections. There's a whole constellation of uh, canine infection respiratory diseases, um, mm-hmm. and there's there's one that a lot of people are concerned with right now. That's uh, more deadly than usual, and a lot of dogs end up in doggy version of intensive care, uh, and a lot of a lot more are not making it through that. Um, so yeah, that those are kind of the the, the baseline ones.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's important to be educated on it. You know, I've never Mm -hmm. really had the time. People say, "What about?" People will ask me that. You know, because I am such a, uh, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I question everything as everyone should, Mm -hmm. and I just I I don't I don't believe that a lot of them are safe or. Um, And I'm not speaking for I'm not speaking about animal vaccinations. I'm speaking for humans. I don't think they're safe or effective. And I think they're overdone. And if you really dig deep into the history, it's a very profitable business. Um, As far as rabies, yes, there's lots of viruses out there. Rabies is one of them that's very, very dangerous. Um, how dangerous, what the threat is, how real it is. I've never had the time to really do the research. That's actually one of the shows that I want to do in 2024 to really dig into mm-hmm. that part of it as yeah. well. But because, you know, knowledge is power. Um, but I do mm-hmm. know this. At one time, you were, uh, they changed the law where you were required to get a rabies vaccine every single year. Do you remember that? And then they backed off. And now I think it's every other year, or every third year now. So um, clearly, um, the science is uh, evolving or has evolved from time to time. I don't know. You know, like I said, Absolutely. I had never taken the time to really do the research on it. I'm sure if I did, I would find, um, some equally as interesting, equally interesting things about it as the vaccines mm-hmm. for humans.
1: I just but, remember growing mm-hmm. up and always hearing, like, if you get bit with a by a dog with rabies, you're going to have to get a giant needle in your stomach. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And that's still the case. I wish oh, that yeah. would evolve. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. I didn't know you died, though. If yeah. You did, oh, no, yeah. No, you can totally no.
0: kill you and uh, you know the likelihood of it I don't know is it sold on fear I don't know all these questions I don't know like I said and and respectfully I need to do the research myself but Um, I question everything I do and uh, but you know to change the subject here because there's a lot to talk about the second resolution is to and this is one you and I both completely agree on and are so passionate about it (laughs) is to make sure our pets have collars why are collars so important Maura even if your pet Uh, is mostly inside makes me crazy that
3: people don't understand how important this is Absolutely. Uh, My cat lives entirely indoors, and Grace only goes outside either on the leash or in our backyard, and we keep our fence in good repair, but still, they both wear their collars with their tags at all times. It is so critical because even, and also make sure you microchip your pet too. You can put, but that collar, the collar carries that tag that has your information, can let people know about, um, you know, certain things like that rabies tag, um, that's required by law, um, you can put a tracking device. there's so many different ones out there on your dog's collar if they get out, Man, you can pull up that app and where are they? they're there? Let's go get them. yeah it can help these things help your pet come home quickly just it's all so important and that second part that you and i both also agree on as well here that the fit of the collar is so critical oh yeah oh my gosh and you need to check it every every
0: month you know check your Mm -hmm. make it like when you give them their heartworm their heart guard you know Uh, that's something i completely agree and is the heart guard uh medication Mm -hmm. especially here in texas with the uh just all the mosquitoes and stuff but um yeah Mm -hmm. so you got to check their collar because sometimes, um, I I talked about this, I think the last time you were on, Mora, that I mm-hmm. um, so, uh, want a person that helps me gives give all my dogs a bath once a month. She put the collar back on. She put it on too tight, like way too tight. Uh-huh. When I found it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you poor thing. I don't know what caused her to do that, but, but people make mistakes, you know. So mm-hmm. once a month, when you when you go to um, give them a bath, just make sure when you put it back on that you put it on. Uh, and I say four to five fingers. I don't think a collar should be tight. I really don't. But depending yeah. upon the breed, too, you don't want it to slip yeah. off either. So there's a happy there's
3: a happy spot there, right? Absolutely. That's the most important part. That make sure the collar won't slip off their head because then they'll lose it almost instantly. Right. So right. Yeah, that's the that. But yeah, don't don't make it too tight because. I cannot tell you the number of times I've seen the heartbreaking reality of uh, especially dogs coming in with embedded collars. That's a surgery. They've been in pain. Please check your collars. Uh, that
0: is horrific. I, I've, I've, I've never I've seen pit- pictures of it. I've never seen mm. it personally. That is just that's just neglect. That is neglect. That's abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason a dog shouldn't be chained out in a backyard without any kind of love and attention and, you know, giving. Oh, gosh, it's just heartbreaking to think about that.
1: You know, but, mm-hmm. oh, something no. I didn't know that I think I, that I learned on this show is that you shouldn't have k- bells on your cat's collars. And so many people do. Oh, yeah. But it's annoying to the cat. Right, yeah. Mara?
3: Yes. It drives them nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it drives, drives them nuts. absolutely bonkers. Yep. I
1: didn't know that until I learned it on. One-night yeah, free Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Friday. Um, well, uh, you know
0: what I was going to say, too, is a great device for keeping track of your animals. And I know uh, for me, like I'm a nut about it, um, but I love my animals so much. I mean, they are part of my family. They are my children. They're just fuzzy. Um, you know, and I love is here in studio, rescued him during COVID from a, wall, a Walmart parking lot. I love that boy so much. I can't even imagine him getting out and me not be able to find him. I think I would go absolutely mad. But one of the mm-hmm. things that I do is I have the Apple tracker with a little thing that goes on their collar. You know, you mm-hmm. slip it on the collar. I have them on my cats. Yeah. I have it on my dogs because, God forbid, one of them gets out and I don't know it. And uh, you can find them pretty quickly through the GPS system through Apple tracking, you know? That's I, awesome. You know what I'm talking about? The uh, What is it called? Mm-hmm. Jar? what is it called? You know what I'm talking about?
2: Uh, I didn't know that there was one of those that was GPS. I thought that was done through Bluetooth, uh, uh, which, is, which has a 33-foot range.
0: Oh well, maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is uh, not GPS. Maybe it is through Bluetooth. But it's an extra. It's 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 an extra. Uh, you know, device to help you um, keep an eye on them. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I for me, I I love it. That way, I know where they are. Cause I'm like when I can't find. Let's say for example, Dean. Cause he loves to hide, and I want to leave the house and I do my head count. You know, and I'm like, where is Dean? Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is click on the thing on my phone. Find my. Um, You can use it for luggage tags. You can use it. uh, Mm -hmm. no, I think it is GPS. I'm going to have to look during the break. But I think it's I know.
3: Yeah, there's that's a, that's a great one. There are some others out there. Um They're all different kinds. Yeah, they're fabulous. Yeah. You open whatever app and you're like, OK, yep, there they are. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, I mm-hmm. can't believe we're just like blowing through this hour and
0: we got to go to break. What were you going to say? I,
1: I looked up the statistics in Texas. There were 12 dogs, domestic dogs with rabies in 2022 and only three in
3: 2023. Huh. None in dollars.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, there was one in the Dallas area around 2022.
3: Huh, interesting. Nice that there's an improvement, not nice that any dog has that. Yeah, (laughs) that's good.
1: Hey,
0: and I don't, don't, I'm not trying to say I'm a know-it-all. I just, you know, I just, I I question everything, as should everyone. You know, we should. We should question and do our own homework. um, So we're not so easily uh, persuaded or led. But let's go to break, everyone. Stay tuned. More coming up with Maura Davies. Uh, You are listening to One Life Radio.
1: Follow us on social
2: media at One Life Radio.
0: Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at WellBeingJournal.com.
2: Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at OneLifeRadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back.
0: (laughs) I want to say, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette B. David with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Maura Davies. Maura Davies is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA. That's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals of Texas. Uh, their website is spca.org. And you guys have been around for a while, Maura. When was the SPCA established?
3: We were established in 1938. Um, wow. One of my favorite stories to tell is our founder, Maura. Um, uh, Emily Schuyler. Uh, she, uh, her parents, I believe, came over from. I want to say it was Denmark. I have to look her up again. She was a, she was a force of nature. That's what I'm going to say. She went toe to toe with Dallas City Council. She uh, would get in there and, and go find animals in the community in winter who didn't have enough blankets and food and bring them blankets and food. She would. Uh, she was arrested feeding squirrels downtown one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quite she was quite the person sorry about that um but Emily's talking to me uh, she she was yeah she was a force of nature she did amazing things for animals and she was the one who got our charter back in 1938 we've had a lot of incredible people as a part of the organization over the years i just saw this morning that one of uh one of our actually one of our vice presidents back when i started working here in 2001 Kent Robertson just passed away uh, saw that this Aww. morning right before I on this call and just, you know, time flies, things change and it's hard. Yeah,
0: it but is. But here we
3: are. We're, we're going to be here for another, you know, 85, 90 years plus and um, getting out there helping animals. And we only do it because of uh, the community support. So thanks to the wonderful North Texas community for being there for us for so long and uh, believing in us in the future.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love the work that you do. I always have. We've been a sponsor many, many, uh, for many years. Uh, when I first came to Texas and started making a little money and our, and our companies became successful, starting with Pizza Patrone, we were a sponsor of the Furball, then mm-hmm. Wingstop, mm-hmm. then Adrift, and then One Life Radio. Um, and it's an important cause. It is because how we treat animals is how ultimately we treat one another, I think. What do you think, Mora?
3: I, I agree. It's, it's so important to be kind, be kind to people, be kind to animals, uh, yeah. especially right now in the animal welfare industry. there are so many animals that need help. There's so many people who need help. Yeah. and there's I firmly believe there's a there's a pet connected to every person a person connected to every animal. Um, and it's just we, we got to be kind to each other and help each other out. We do. And we need to spay and neuter. We
0: have to spay yeah. and neuter. We have to stop going and getting cute little, you know, uh, doggies that fit in a cup. You know, uh, I, yeah. I, I, it makes me crazy because I, you know, and I know you do too, you know, all these animal people, we, we put so much of our lives and our energy and our money into, into education, edu- educating people about, um, about animals and, you know, uh, trying to give them and guide them uh, the best advice, how to take care of them for those that maybe don't know or weren't raised with an animal. Um, And there's no judgment there. But, you know, I had something happen the other day where someone who knows what an animal nut I am, and then they showed me a picture of a little, what do you call the little tiny dog that fit? Oh, gosh, they're super cute. It's a teacup, but a Yorkie, a teacup Yorkie that they got in Canton, which is notorious for puppy mills Mm -hmm. and selling puppies. And I wanted to just literally pull my hair out right in front of this person and scream and go, what are you thinking? I mean, it's like we've got all these animals that we are putting to death because nobody wants them. And you know the problem, you are, you're a friend of mine, for God's sake, open your eyes and your heart. And when I talk about it, if this is my last show ever on iHeartMedia or a broadcasting on radio, I want everyone to know that we must do something to stop this madness. It's crazy, it's crazy, and it makes me crazy uh, when I when I experience that. Just not yesterday, but the day before, it's like, we can't do that anymore. When you are killing beautiful, wonderful animals that need love and need a home, you don't get the right to go and produce more. Not only from a from a moral uh, and ethical standpoint, point, but also as an environmental you know standpoint what are we doing to the environment dumping thousands and thousands of animals into our city dumps and into you know into incinerators that are unwanted we must take responsibility and spay and neuter our pets and get the animal population down so that we save them all okay i'm jumping down off it's, the box i had so to get that
3: important. out totally yeah. totally understand it's so important spaying and neutering is such a huge huge importance And right now, uh, some other challenges that the animal welfare world faces that that breaks my heart, breaks a lot of our, you know, all of our colleagues' hearts out there, Um, we're facing right now in the United States a massive veterinarian shortage. And the reasons for that are multivariate um there are not many vet schools not many students coming through the education is just as expensive as being a human doctor Uh The people come out of vet school with such massive crushing debt they've got to try to get a job that's high paying so they can try to pay that off they can even try to feed their families
0: Mm -hmm.
3: um vet techs in a similar spot not exactly the same but similar spot in terms of a shortage so um, you know, there are fewer veterinarians out there who are able to perform the spay-neuter surgeries uh, because, I mean, those that are around do, of course, mm-hmm. but there are fewer vets, fewer spay-neuter surgeries. So that's a huge crunch, too. And then yes. the funding for spaying and neutering from very well-known funders has decreased substantially mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. So um, animal organizations are turning increasingly to the public saying, please help us. Be able to run our services so that we can offer this. Heck, even city budgets. If you're talking about, well, I don't care if you're talking about a private nonprofit like the SPCA of Texas or a city uh, organization, the um, uh, local animal care and control, local animal care and controls are are also working as hard as they can, and their hearts break just as much as anyone mm-hmm. else's. And this maybe this is my this is my soapbox moment. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, these the the folks who work at uh, animal care and control entities put their hearts and souls and blood, sweat, and tears into helping animals just as much as private nonprofits. We all have got to work together to mm-hmm. do more um, because the resources – there There are it, it, they're, they're only so many resources. And yeah. there the, the, the number of animals and people with animals and uh, animals that are connected and not connected in need is staggering. And the animal welfare's ability to respond to this need is um, is hampered when there's not enough funding. And heck, even we hear, well, how come you have to pay people? Well, people have to eat too. So the people, you have to take care of the people who take care of the animals. Right. And so when I hear people say, how dare you pay somebody, you know, $15 an hour, or how dare you pay somebody (laughs) a living wage? I just look at them and go, are you kidding me? The, Just like yeah. in every sector, the pay is not wow. matching where it needs to be at every level. So yeah, there's my foot box moment. Yeah. Please help animal shelters. We all we all need the community support instead of derision and yeah. so, you know people get frustrated saying how come you can't do more? Well, how come you can't go here? How come you can't do this and get you know? So many of us are completely full. Oh. Actually, we have the the blessing right now. We have fewer animals than we've had in months. Um, I used to look at our website and we have, I think we can do 30 pages of dogs per, uh, sorry, 30 dogs per page on our website for our featured mm-hmm. animals, just for the dogs. Mm-hmm. We usually have 12 or 13 pages. Right now we have six. Wow. That's a big deal. So I want to thank everyone for coming out and adopting. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. We've had a great last few months. Um, comparing 2023 adoption numbers to 2022 numbers, we were actually 13% ahead on adoptions. Wow. Even though our intake was around the same. Um, And so thank you to everybody. So the community is doing something. So please keep on supporting all these animal folks out there. There's so many great groups and and, get out there and help and spay and neuter, which
0: is part, that's the biggest, one of the biggest pieces of this puzzle. That's the solution Mm -hmm. to spay and neuter. Your dog's testicles are not yours. I just going to say that (laughs) again, your dog's (laughs) testicles are not yours. Okay. Uh, Because so many, it's true though. A lot of men, a lot of certain men feel like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that to my dog if it's a male dog. And and, and it's just ignorance. It's ignorance. Uh, we have a huge problem. And it starts with spaying and neutering. And, uh, you know, we need to do that. And Marie oh. is like looking at me like she's disgusted no, by no, me no. saying that. I but it's, she's... you know, it is what it is. Let's have an honest conversation about it. Let's really have an honest conversation about it. And um and people need to need to uh they need to grow. They need to, uh you know not think like Neanderthals when it comes to this type of thing. It's a a social problem, too. It really is. You know, when I was in Houston to see my brother a couple of weeks ago, and he lives in a home for the mentally ill, which are notoriously in really bad parts of town because the taxes are lower and nobody wants mentally ill people wandering around in their neighborhoods. So they notoriously put him in really bad neighborhoods. And while I was there, it was like being in a third world country. There was drug addiction. There was prostitution. There was homelessness. There was all these animals all over the place. And long story short, I ended up bringing two dogs home with me because I just couldn't leave them starving to death on the street, mm-hmm. you know. And people said, oh, well, you can't save them all, Bernadette, you know. And I I hate it when people say that to me. And I said to them, well, I can save the ones in front of me. And if everyone Mm -hmm. would adopt that attitude, we would be in a much better place as a world, right? To Mm -hmm. help out and pitch in and do the right thing and help one another. You know, um, there is is no small. Yes, yes. And, you know, Maura, when I was in Houston, I must have called 20 organizations. I have them still in my phone, just one after the other after the other. The only one that I got on the phone was the SPCA, and it was the uh, the crisis hotline. And, and the only way they would come and get the dog is if it was bloodied or had broken bones. I almost lied mm-hmm. and said yes, it's got broken legs, just to get him to come and take the dogs. But I didn't want to lie. So, um, but but we're clearly overwhelmed. So everyone, I implore you, is uh, is this maybe our final broadcast for One Life Radio? on mainstream media. I don't know what the future holds. We may, like I said, move to another station. I'm not sure what we might go to a weekend show. I don't know what we're going to do, but for God's sake, everyone pitch in and do their part. On that, I'm going to go to break because we've got a few more minutes, more coming up with more Davies Pet New Year's resolutions for 2024. Stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio.
3: You're
1: listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com.
0: The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must reads in the fight for truth The Courage to Face COVID 19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager, Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at SkyHorsePublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, President of Children's Health Defense, for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's SkyHorsePublishing.com.
1: We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Uh.
0: Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Maura Davies. She is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA, that's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals of Texas. Their website is simply SPCA.org. We're talking about Pet New Year's Resolutions for 2024. Maura, where do you want to go next? We've got about, I don't know, about eight minutes left in the broadcast. What would you like people to know?
3: um, you know, just a couple, maybe a last couple of uh, really quick New Year's resolutions, like the, the speed round, maybe. Um, okay. We already talked about microchipping. That's going to be important for a New Year's resolution. So you should check to make sure your data, uh, your, like your phone number, your address, all that is correct at least once a year.
2: Mm-hmm. One thing I tell
3: people is if you're replacing batteries on smoke alarms – Make that a time that you also make sure that your microchip company with your pets has the right information. So you can attach it to whatever you want. Maybe it's an annual doctor's visit or just a light bulb goes out and you're like, huh, I better check that. Do it. It's important. Um, also, uh, you know, a lot of people focus on losing weight for themselves and sometimes that can happen. <laughs> That's a good thing for your pet. So, um, if your pet, if you cannot feel their ribs at all, it might be time to work with your veterinarian about perhaps switching up their amount of food or their diet. Um, or just, you know, potatoes, I, uh, our dog's <laughs> official name is Grace Potato Davies. Uh, so we, we do actually have to watch for feet. Oh, I um, love that.
0: So, Was it just regular uh, potatoes me- or sweet potatoes,
3: Maura? <laughs> you know, it, de- it depends on the day.
1: <laughs> I think my dog um, is muscle.
3: <laughs> you know, it could it could be sometimes. Yeah, there are, there are, there are breeds that are tend to be more muscly than others. But um, you know, if you're at all concerned, just speak with your vet about the food. What kind is best? Um, how much, all that good stuff, and then last thing we kind of mentioned it earlier. Please make up make a resolution to keep up your pet's heartworm preventive uh, in Texas and other states where it's mm-hmm. hot and muggy and there's water standing. There are going to be mosquitoes, and uh, heartworm disease is deadly. It's painful. It's horrific. Just yeah. make it a resolution to get your pet checked. Once you get that test that's clear, you can get them on preventive. Just keep them on preventive. They're all different kinds now, so talk to your vet about what's best for your pet. Mm -hmm. Um, I still prefer the monthly because it's like it's on the calendar, and it's uh, the one my dog takes is um, it's kind of tasty for her, so she Mm -hmm. doesn't know it's she thinks it's a treat. Yeah, I like those too. Yeah, you have to be careful.
0: I When I, when I um, you know, distribute mine or dole them out, uh, they all sit like in a row, and I'm like, it's not a treat, you know, even though they think it is. I have to be very careful. I mean, I've had instances where I fumbled one of them, and they like, I don't know, like they well, the little oh. dog got the big dog one, and so you have oh, to no. be careful. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I like to say is to stay on top of grooming. You know, all dogs need the occasional bath to keep them smelling fresh and to protect their skin from dirt and debris, and... And dryness and uh, bathing every few weeks um, can do the trick. And it also helps you, you know, be aware of your if your if your dog has like a, I'll give you a good example. Like um, uh, Jeff had an ear infection and I didn't know it when I bathed him a couple of weeks ago. I discovered mm-hmm. that one of his ears was a little swollen, took him to the vet, Aww. got the right medicine and got it down. And now I have him on the uh, on the silver, the collo- uh, collo- how do colloidal. You Colloidal, I always say it wrong, colloidal silver. And I also got rid of a cyst on my cat Dean with the um, colloidal silver um, by just spraying it a couple times a day consistently. After a period of two months, that cyst completely went away. Isn't that remarkable? Um, And so... There's wow. a lot to know about it. Yeah, no. Uh, in fact, they make a veterinarian product that is uh, the silver along with uh, sulfur. And so Dr. Uh, Jimmy Norris told me, yeah, you can use that. And uh, and it was quite effective, I have to say. And But um, so many things you can do to keep your pets happy and healthy and safe. And it's so important. They count on you to take care of them. They count on you for all their needs. Um, and yeah. so it's real important.
1: What were you going to say, Marie? Um. Mara, do you know what is the most cost-effective way or heartworm and tick? I think it's so expensive. Like those, it can get
3: really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Heart uh, heartworm and flea and tick. There are some products out there that combine them all. There's there are different products out there. Um, I always recommend speaking with your veterinarian so that they can. They're going to know your pet, their medical history, what's going to work best for them. That's the easiest way of saying it, but it can get really expensive. Uh, there are some places out there where you can buy the because uh, uh, flea and tick preventive is over the counter. Heartworm preventive is by prescription. Yeah. Um, so if it's a combo, you'd have to get it from prescription. Uh, so if you're if you're doing them separately, uh, there are stores out there that do price matching. So I seriously am out there always looking for coupons. Also. A lot of vet clinics out there and the SPC of Texas Wellness Clinic as well, our Myron K. Martin uh, Spanier Wellness Clinic, we from time to time are able to offer specials on heartworm preventive uh, and or flea or tick medication. Um, And if you are truly in need, one last thing I think it's really important to mention, talk about resources for people. At the SPC of Texas, we're here to help uh, prevent and prosecute Uh, animal cruelty. We're here to help care for rescued animals, and we're here to help keep pets in homes. On that keeping pets in homes front, there is our we have our wonderful uh, Russell H. Perry Pet Resource Center, and part of what we're able to do, if you are in need, um, you can go to our website, spca.org. We, there's a whole section in there you can find. There's a way to uh, look to see what's going on. We have events all the time where people can come and get, uh, you know, whether it's a vaccine, whether it's a spay and neuter. Sometimes uh, we have a spay and neuter special for those living in some specific zip codes in, in the southern Dallas unincorporated area. Um, and other events that may include flea and tick preventives. Uh, so if you're in need, we have options folks. So you the, do. The
0: you guys do so much. The spca.org is what more. Uh, that's the website that you go to. And I encourage everyone to really, you know, to uh, practice positive reinforcement uh, when teaching your dog or cat appropriate behaviors. It can go a really long way. Be kind. Be patient. Be loving. And take care of your pets. We have to wrap this up. What were you going to say, Marie? I was
1: checking my home again, and my dog is not on here. So Uh-oh. everybody there go. check their... Check
0: it, check it, check it. Check we love you. Chance. Thank you for listening, Mora. <laughs>